And since it's the holiday season, we're here to help the less fortunate. I'm talking, of course, about Impact Wrestling via these paid ads. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we proudly present this podcast to you in all its glory. They are the bearded wonders, the twin sons from different mothers. He is Blake. He is Sal. And together they are the Blake and Sal Show. And if you're not okay with that, I have two words for you. Stay tuned. Prisoner, prisoner, locked up, can't get you off my mind, off my mind. Lord knows I tried a million times, million times. Oh, oh, why can't you, why can't you just let me go? Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Blake and Style Show, episode number 356. You know what that means. I'm your host, Blake. Let me bring on my co-host, first of all, the man who's literally watching the world burn, the biggest of podcasting, Sal. How you doing? Um, I, I have something to say, and I just realized if, if advertising on Impact Wrestling only costs $100, why aren't we doing it? <laughs> that's, a good, that's a very good question. Um, our other co-host, <laughs> the man who's currently adjusting his camera, which means it's going to be some awesome blooper photos, but I'm going to do the video later. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend, Mark, Dad, how you doing? Fine. My camera just kind of went cow shit, so <laughs> I'm, oh. I'm adjusting it. There's going to be some funny pictures later when I get cow shit. Yeah, that's a technical. <laughs> that that's a technical term like uh, thingamajig. All right, um, Sal, what are we opening with? This sounds like a physical by a little bit John. <laughs> <laughs> Kinda. Um, this is the new Miley. This is the new Miley Cyrus, uh, featuring Dua Lipa, and the song is called "Prisoner." Yeah, I was editing the song down. And I'm like, this sounds like physical. <laughs> you, you know, her current song is kind of like toned down from the stuff she's done before. Because it's actually so, kind of good. You know, is she is she trying to? Get into a different type of musical genre or what? Yeah, it's called good. Yeah, I think she's just evolved <laughs> from what she used to be. No auto tone involved. This is not good. This is not good. Like I, a I, Pokemon. It's not bad. All right, let's <laughs> right, start the show. Um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go be straight up front, people. Um, as we're recording this. All hell's breaking loose in Washington, D.C., so Sal's a little distracted because he has his TV on. Me and Dad do not have our TVs on. I, I can't stop. I can't so, stop. This is ridiculous. Just so people know when we're recording this. The only, so if Sal seems a little more distracted than normal, that is the reason. But let's start the show. Help support the show. Invite all the platforms you can find the show and other products we work on at theblakeandsalshow.com. Sal, 
yeah, and you could buy our shirts, stickers, hoodies. Um, uh, I I heart Tony Khan shirts and more from our T Public store. Uh, just go to the T Public link on our website, or go to uh, T Public and search the Blake Show. And you can also go to belowthecollar.com and search the show and get shirts there. I, I really thought you were going to say Ryan Gear. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, do at this have, point, that's not going to work. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Do we have the Blake and South Shore door rammer? No, I'll item, not, that will item actually available. Okay. <sighs> well, this is going to be an interesting show. <laughs> this is going to be a really... To say the well, least, yeah. That one of the ones that's recording went all hell brickless. We were recording the day after the, the day the pandemic started, and now we're doing it today. And then we're going to be recording the day of the inauguration. Like, okay. what the hell is going on? Wait a minute, wait how a does minute. this keep happening? Is, is there a pattern here or something? Like, how does this keep happening? Like, <laughs> I mean, we're the problem. Someone... Did someone put a like a hex on us or something? Like seriously, Sal, me and Dad did a show with Rich Fan the day after the world shut down and the pandemic started. Like we were doing a show that day. Coincidence? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. All right, let's let's get a break. We'll come back and we'll get right into everything. It's so many calls for the Easter boy Rick Flair to come on here and say a thing or two. You all deserve this. Under the sea. Under the sea. Oh, what a rush. Oh, what a rush. Oh, don't worry, you could have seen the commando. And that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. Akuna Matata. What a wonderful phrase. Stop. Listen. Because. 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 I am Lance Catamaran. All right. Um, this is going to be one of the weirdest wrestling check-ins we've ever done because it's going to be going up and down in all emotions as we go in the next like half hour in this segment. So we're just, we're not going to waste any time. We're just going to go and get started. Wake up. Your mind. After Christmas, We're, me, me, Dad, and Mandy are sitting watching a movie, Christmas Chronicles 2, for those who want to know, and we're sitting there watching the movie, and I, I'm literally going on Facebook for one second to check something, and all of a sudden, a alert comes up from Facebook from All Elite Wrestling that John Huber, Brody Lee, passed away at the age of 41. Shocked me. I immediately messaged Sal. I immediately messaged all my wrestling friends. And people start messaging me. I'm still shocked. It's been 
a while now. We've been talking about it. We'll get into what AEW did and everyone else did in a few minutes. But I'm still in shock. I'm still sad. I'm still – it's the first time we've – the three of us have been together to talk about it since it all started. Um, we're listening to, by the way, the Exalted One, which is the AEW theme music for Brody Lee in the background. I, I figured it was only fitting since they're pretty much retiring in the song, so we might as well <laughs> enjoy it while we can. Um, Sal, I'll throw it to you first. I texted you immediately. Your thoughts. I know you were having a hard time when this all broke. Yeah. Um, still am a little bit. I, um, you know, it's funny. I, I, it, it really affected me a lot more than I thought it would. And I did make a comment to you and I said, wow, I must've liked him a lot more than I thought I did. Um, and you know, it's truly one of those things of, you know, you don't know what you got till it's gone. And I was a huge fan of his, and I didn't realize it. And I don't know if that's a good thing, you know, because you go ahead. You were going to say something. I, I I understand what you mean. I actually get it. I fully understand what you mean. I actually, you know what? Because until AEW, he really wasn't in the spotlight, but he was always there. Like as yeah. Harper, he was always there. And like recently, I rewatched the Shield um the Shield Wide Family match. And oh my God, Luke in that match was amazing. He was amazing in that match. Um, if people have a chance to go back and watch that match, it's on the network. It's I, uh, Elimination Chamber, the one in Minnesota. I can't think of what year it was, but the one in Minnesota. Um, it was a fantastic thing to watch. But you're right. It's weird because I did not realize how like much I was going to miss Brody Lee as a person, as a character. And then you find out he's like the best person in the world. Like, the yeah. Best oh. Oh, I know. Hearing all those stories oh. of of just him and uh, you know, you, I, I wish like things like this come out as it happens. You know, I, like I I don't after the fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not yeah, exactly. Not until after the fact when you know they're gone. It, it, you know, I. It, He's missed. He's definitely missed. He will be missed forever. Uh, you know, it's it's it sounds cliche, but you know, I really mean that. Like he's he's touched so many lives. He's impacted so many lives. He has you know so many fans, friends. I mean, I directly know people that knew him, uh, who shared stories about him, and you know, in the indies and being uh, in the locker room, and you know. And even before all these stories came out from, from all these, you know, famous wrestlers, you know, there was a story that came out from a friend of mine, uh, Joey Image, who's a wrestler here, well, former wrestler here in Jersey, who shared a story of uh, Brody Lee backstage at, a, at an indie event and just the kindness that came from him, you know what I mean? And you, you don't see that part very often because, you know, there's just so much that we see as – fans if you don't personally know the person and he just was such an incredible character as far as the man that he was and i don't mean like the character that he played on tv john and not brody lee right right and it's just it's incredible to see all these pictures and to read all these stories now about him and it really it makes it harder in my opinion, because he was such a 
amazing person that it almost angers you that somebody like that had to be taken away so quickly. I, I know you feel. Dad, I'm going to throw it to you. Your thoughts? Um, first of all, he went at a very young age. 41, I believe. 41 years old, yep. Which is way too young. And he was coming into his prime as far as wrestling goes. Um, I've watched the video formerly known as, and it gave really in-depth look at him and how he started and coming up with the indies and how he was Huber Boy 2. And they were supposed to be Huber Boy 1, but that wrestler decided, nope, I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, it's too difficult. So he stuck with Huber Boy 2 at most of the indies until basically um, – someone noticed him in the Indies and said, okay, I think you should, you know, change your name and have this gimmick. And basically he, what he was supposed to be in the Indies. And I think he got, it was supposed to be a kind of like a truck driver type of persona where he had the blue jeans and the stained yep. wife beater shirt, you know, and, and he got the name there, Brody Lee. And he was supposed to be this truck driver wrestler. Uh, well, that stuck. Brody Lee. Was more of a tribute to Bruiser Brody, I right? That's what it was. That's yep. And then, basically, he got noticed because, for a man his size, he's very agile, and he did stuff that no one would think about as far as a man his size and capability. He got noticed and got, you know, got the call that hey, you know, Vince wants you to come and, you know, here do the tryout and. and We'll see how things go, but I think you're going to be part of the, you know, the, you know, and yeah, he was, he, he did, he impressed people. And the thing that this video and I, I fans should watch this because it's, it's a really in-depth video. Send me the link. That, I'll link it up in the notes. Yeah. And then, and, and you saw how he came up and as he came up, he never disrespected anybody. No. As he, as he came up, he learned. And as he learned, he basically took that and, and passed it on to other wrestlers in the indies and that were coming up. And they picked his brain for ideas. And then when he came up and was part of the Wyatt family, you know, he, he played that role very well. Him and, excuse me, him and Eric Rowan, when they formed that tag team and they got the belts and and how they were you know the bludgeon brothers and everything all this and and he was coming and then things happened and got released from the company yeah and picked up by aew and he was just coming into his prime there he was just beginning to shine and, and expound on his character now and this is me personally i don't know if the Dark Order and the Inner Circle would ever come to feud, you know, who knows? We'll never know. But in that video, uh, formerly known as Jericho was on there, and basically he said the thing that basically stuck out in my mind first is that he was a family man first and a wrestler second because he always, 
always did everything for his family, provided for his family, and basically made sure that when he was going to different venues, that they were close enough. So basically he'd be in touch with his family, his wife, his two sons, young sons. Uh, the man was just giving a family man. And in the locker room, you know, he was one of these creative guys and would share all this knowledge with the younger wrestlers that were coming up. And all I can say is for the man is this, is that he never disrespected anyone and always respected everyone and put his family first the way most people should and just love life the way it is. And I think what, what I want people to remember about him is the gentle giant and how loving he was and how he cared for his kids and Brody jr. Okay. Um, negative we'll, one. Let's get, to, we'll get to that in one second. I want to talk about, you him. know, I was minute. his family, and he said that his family, his kids will always be looked after by people in the wrestling community. They'll never forget his family. And to me, that spoke volumes on, on what these wrestlers felt about this man and how they wanted to embrace everything that he did and pay it back forward. So Brody, John, you will be surely, surely missed. All right. Um, two things I want to make a note. First of all, um, I'm going to put a link. I don't do the link on the people's podcast, but if you have not listened to Talk as Jericho last Friday, it was a two and a half hour tribute to John Newberry Brody Lee. It was fantastic. Like one of the best episodes of podcast I listened to all year. Like it was everyone from the Dark Order to um, Bryce uh, to the I, to everybody you can think of plus more in here. It was emotional. It was really really good. I didn't realize like how close the revival and Brody actually were. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't realize how close they were. Like it was really interesting and really really good. I'll also put a link up for those who did not see the tribute video and also the um. The BTE tribute video. Those are also links I'll put up for people to see. Um, so, funny story I did hear from Talk is Jericho. Um, so, apparently, Brody went up to Brandy Rhodes and asked her for permission during the Cody Rhodes feud if he can go up and talk about her Instagram on the air. <laughs> <laughs> and that led. To our, this hilarious clip that we love playing. What kind of man, Cody? What kind of man lets his wife post Instagram thirst traps while calling me daddy? <laughs> really, he was Brandy to get approval to do that promo. So there you go. I, I, I have full respect for that man for that reason alone. Just for having respect to do that. <laughs> Let me see this about the, the, the video that EW has put out. No, one second. The okay, show, go ahead. The tribute show itself. That I have not cried during a wrestling show that much <laughs> since maybe Eddie Guerrero passed away. I have not cried that much. <laughs> like, oh my God. I was in tears and so emotional to the point where I still have not watched the end of last week's NXT. I still have not watched it because I just could not watch TV anymore. I was done. I could not do any more. I was done. Um, but that tribute show was amazing. All beginning to end probably the best tribute shows. I've ever seen 
Um, having Eric Rowan, Eric Redbeard pop up was unbelievable. But but they did for Brody's son, negative one, giving him the TNT championship. For life. For life. That broke me. I was done. I was done when Eric Redbeard showed up and they showed Brody negative one after he hit MJF in the head with the kendo stick. I was done <laughs> then. But when, when they gave him the belt, I was literally in tears. I was crying sitting on the, sitting in the chair. And I'm like, this is unreal. Um, any words about the tribute show that I know you were starting? So go ahead. It was done uh, with respect, the most upper respect for the person and for his family. Uh, I think when Eddie Kingston started to talk, he got very emotional uh, and he was going to continue. And I think he broke down and that's why he stopped kind of short. But, uh, you know, there's two things that you take out of this video is, is one that uh, how he lived life was phenomenal and exceptional. And here's the thing. He did it uh, without being addicted to any type of drugs or alcohol. He lived life for the fullest. Clean life. Clean life. And he always, always thought of his family because you saw all the pictures that he had with his family and then all the different organizations he worked for, which I'm sure they got permission to do that. And no, it didn't. That had nothing to do with WWE. That had nothing to do with WWE. Those were personal photos. They did not need permission to post us. Oh, then that was even that better. Nothing to do with WWE. And and I think the thing in the video that really got me is when his wife and Brody Jr. Negative One came out and put his boots in the middle of the ring, walked away, and the spotlight was on the boots. So all yeah. I can say is this, is Brody Lee, you are Rochester's favorite son. Sal, any other words on the tribute show? Um, it, was, it was very well done. <laughs> it was very well done. Um, for not having a lot of time to plan it, they did an amazing job. You, you can tell that they really spent countless hours thinking about how they wanted to do this, what they wanted to do. Um, I I was a hot mess for most of it. <laughs> uh -huh. Honey, um, Purdy, you weren't watching live, and I'm no. texting you. You're telling me not to tell you anything, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm broken, and I'm like, and you're like, oh shit, I'm screwed. I'm screwed. <laughs> <laughs> you're broken. I'm screwed. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't home working that day. It's like one of the one of the rare Wednesdays that I actually had to go into work, so I I I couldn't watch it live. Um. And I don't think you would have been able to work while watching. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, way. I would have been too distracted. You're right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, I I'm glad that they did it. I'm glad that they did it the way they did. Mm -hmm. It was, it was. I don't want to say just for fun, but it definitely was a break from the real world for a little while. The real world and the storyline and the progression of you know of the show itself and. Right. Mm -hmm they put it all on hold to do this show and I'm, I'm very thankful for that. And, um, you know, I, I feel like they should even release it like for DVD, Blu-ray and for charity that, and for, for charity and, and yeah. do proceeds. Or whatever, yeah. yeah. Because it was just, 
it was just so well done. I, I can't I can't stop praising how they how they did the show and how they portrayed everything and 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 kept it so classy cent, you know mm-hmm. centered around him and, and everything else and um there's a video I, I, that i wanted to mention really quick i don't know i'm sure you saw it it was all over facebook of uh, eddie kingston speaking to everyone backstage mm-hmm. uh-huh. and right. and i i i love you know especially like the heels you know i love seeing them out of character and being nice and like you know being normal and and stuff like that so and i'm a big eddie kingston fan to begin with and watching yeah. that and him breaking down backstage you know you want to talk about veteran leadership and you know you don't really think of somebody like eddie kingston having that but i'm so glad that that moment was caught because it really makes everyone human and not just this character that they play on tv very true very true. Very, very true um so with all positive we're talking positive we're talking positive we're talking sad but um one negative thing came out of all this <laughs> so oh yeah the day after the day after bruce mitchell pw former pw torch um writer i should say that former now he no longer works there he um He's never been relieved from his duty after 30 years because he wrote an article accusing um, Amanda Huber and AEW for lying about John Huber's cause of death. They said he, they, it, it, it was a non-COVID lung issue that came out of nowhere. He is claiming that they were hiding COVID, and um, among other things. And um, he put the article up without Wade Keller's permission or approval. And Wade did not know about this. He then immediately pulled the article down, and then he relieved Mitchell of his post. Um, <laughs> that was one of the most surprising things I've ever seen. Um, did um, yeah. did Keller put a retraction out? He apologized. The... He apologized. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. Immediately. Up, immediately. Yeah. yeah. He pulled it down as soon as he knew about it, and then apologized after he fired Mitchell. So you know. Yeah. Here's the thing with making accusations, especially with something like that. You're not going to know because of HIPAA, number one. And number two, when you suggest that and you say, yeah, this is it, you better have your facts straight and ducks in a row before you print it because otherwise exactly. you're leading your organization for a freaking lawsuit for slander and libel, which could cost millions of dollars and cause that company to shut down. So I, I'm glad Wade Keller did what he did. What made it worse? It wasn't the fact that he put it up. Fine. He puts it up. He always puts controversial stuff up. It happens. Whatever. Wasn't the fact that he put it up. It was the fact that he doubled down on Twitter. He doubled mm-hmm. down on it and said, I'm not retracting my statement. So Wade didn't have to step up as the editor and do his job and bring it all down. And then... After he gets pulled from the torch, he then gets it put back up on another website. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. I knew about that. I found that out because I was I'm from this I'm friends with some people on Facebook and I found that one out. I'm like, what, what? the fuck is wrong with you, dude? Why what you other website did he this? put it up on? It was a local one from Greensboro, North Carolina. Well, they better be prepared to it's down now. it is okay. down. But right. like it's still fucked up. It's so fucked up. <laughs> I, I just, I want to add, I want to add one thing. Go for it. Mm-hmm. I, I, 
Okay, so you feel strongly about this, fine. Okay, whatever, it's your opinion. I'm rolling my eyes. Right. Yeah. But this is, you know, and, and I said this on, on Twitter, this is something serious. Mm-hmm. And first of all, honestly, to be quite frank and blunt about it, it doesn't fucking matter. It's none of our fucking business. It doesn't matter how he died at this point because it just, it doesn't matter. I'm sorry, it just doesn't matter. But the fact that you're going to take such a sensitive subject, and I mean his death, not even what he was accusing the death of being, you're going to take such a serious thing and you're going to, you're going to put that out there. You know, there's a family grieving. There's, there's fans grieving. I mean, I, I said this on Twitter, your words carry weight. You're not just some like random, mm-hmm. you know, mark on the internet that nobody knows of that has six followers on Twitter. Right. That, you know, no one's going to see the statement. You have thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people that are going to see this and you're going to go ahead and you're going to, and you're going to say what you say. 24 hours you're after be so nonchalant. Died. Yeah. And you're going to be nonchalant and unapologetic about it. And I just think that that's so wrong. It's so wrong. And, and I don't care if, if I'm speaking about this because of the fact that, you know, I, I, I feel strongly and I feel like I need to defend, but this would be the case with anyone. It's nobody's mm-hmm. fucking business. I agree. And, and like dad said, unless you have the facts straight, you have no right. You're not a doctor. You're not in that room. You were not a part of that family. You have no right to say shit like that. COVID or not. COVID or not, it doesn't matter. You have no right. And just because you have done this for 30 years and, you know, your job is to report stuff like this, yes, okay, fine, I get that. But you have no right and there should be lines that should not be crossed, no matter who it is, Brody Lee or not. And, and shame on him. That's all I'm going to say. I 100% agree with you. I can't, okay. I, not even arguing with you on it. You know, what he's got to remember is your actions have consequences number one and number two why stir the pot and have this family involved in this emotional you know emotional journey that they're already trying to get understand and you're making it worse for their world i agree you know i i don't know if you had a grudge out for john harper Brody lee whatever i don't know if basically you had a bad interaction but you know put your personal feelings aside number one number two this is real. I mean, you saw how the wrestlers broke down. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it wasn't, you know, that it was staged tears and everything. This was real emotion uh-huh. that these people felt for this individual, and they're going to miss that individual. And then you get this fucking stupid yeah. cockamamie reporter Ooh, that wow. wants to basically be big and, and bold. And then you do this shit, mm-hmm. I guarantee you, you know, down the road, and I, I, I think it's coming, you're going to get sued. And I hope you have deep pockets to pay for that lawsuit because, you know what, brother, you're going to be on the unemployment line holding out a cup going or saying, we'll work for food. And you know what? You deserve everything you fucking get. All right. Um, by the way, side note, also, um, Connor Thompson has also fired Bruce Mitchell. He was also working for Conrad Thompson as well, and he's no longer working for Conrad Thompson. So there, oh, you, there go. you go. That's the other thing that happened. Um, Let the fallout begin. But in fallout, 
comes good news because a friend of the show, Rich Fan, he got promoted because now the spot open. There's a spot open, and he now is a weekly columnist for the PW Torch. And that started officially this week. He also got a brand new VIP show called Everything with Rich Fan, hosted by Wade Keller. We're waiting him talking about a whole bunch of stuff, replacing the Bruce Mitchell audio show. So there you go. That I'm rich. excited for him. I'm so excited for him. And he deserves it. His first show it was it. fantastic. His first show was fantastic. I listened to it right. It was great. Hey, remember, Rich, keep us in mind here, guy. <laughs> yeah, but, well, well, Rich, I actually was originally going to have Rich on today's show, but this got a little chaotic around here, so I, that's why we don't have any guests on. It's like, well, it's your when we were starting and the chaos going on in this house and now with the world, I'm glad we don't have any guests on today. <laughs> but, um, so that happened. So, yay. One other thing, and we'll move on to the rest of the wrestling world. Um, so, Wednesday night, there was a, it was an emotional episode of Dynamite. Well, after the episode... Wade Keller and Jake Barnett, they do, they, they were doing the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast, Post Show. Well, Wade does a weekly Dynamite Post Show. This was not a typical Dynamite, obviously. <laughs> and everyone was emotional and everyone was sad. Well, Wade revealed that last month his father passed away. <laughs> and nobody knew. Nobody on our end knew. He kept it a secret from us. And I gotta give Wade a lot of credit for that because none of us knew until that day, and he was crying. Everyone was crying. Like it was a really emotional show. Um, so me, being the person I am, mm-hmm. and I, I'm a seven-year, going an eight-year torch subscriber, I um sent an email to Wade, and I did not expect this, but he read it on the next day's show. Um, and normally I don't play this kind of stuff because usually anything I get on the air is usually on the pay side, so I can't play it. But this was on the free side. So I figured I'd share this with everybody. Um, so here you go. Blake, a VIP member since 2013, emailed and said, uh, I wanted to say I'm sorry for your loss. My wife lost her mom a year ago, and we're still grieving a lot. I also wanted to say the absolute respect I have for you as a person to do all your work and shows without everything personally affecting you. I have a 12-year-old son who just got an AW ring from Santa, and seeing negative one in his mask got me big time as a dad who saw my son there. I think last night was a great way to get all the emotions out from the past year. I work in an ER, just got my first COVID vaccine on Monday, and it's difficult to be in the middle of everything and not be emotional, and last night was a safe place to absolutely lose it. That being said, thank you for everything this year. It's been a crazy year, and my bosses have been very lax on wearing AirPods at work to keep our sanity, and the torch shows help that. Hope you have a great night tonight. Happy New Year. Um, Thank you, Blake, for doing what you do, and uh, thank you for the note. and, and thank you for sharing that story. So there you go. I just want to throw that out there. And also, by the way, yes, I have got my vaccine for the record. I did get my. Wait, did you did you say it was a safe space to lose it? Yes, on our I, I, yes, I agree. <laughs> I totally agree with that. One hundred percent. It was safe place. It was a safe place to lose it. It really was. I I I mean that word. Those words that night. That's so <laughs> true, though. <laughs> so, but then, right. but then here's the thing, you. Wade Keller is a very personal man, and I respect you know, the guy a lot. He, I really do. You know, I think what he does is he separates his work life from his family life, so they don't get in her twine, and, and that that's fine. And he keeps going. I think, but that's that person he is. Mm-hmm. Is through his grief, he keeps going because it keeps him busy, so that way he doesn't dwell on on, on negative things. 
Yeah, so I, I have a lot of respect for that man. I, I have before yes. this all, this whole thing, and more shout out to Wayne. Yeah, more respect for him after everything that's gone on this year. All right, let's move on. We do have other things to discuss. Uh, I, I may have put together a news and notes section because again, it was the holidays, so not a whole lot was really going on. But um, first story here is um, Ring of Honor and Marty Scroll have mutually parted ways after everything happened with the speaking out movement. He was originally their head booker when this year started. He maybe got two shows, and then the pandemic happened, and then the speaking <laughs> out movement happened, and he's currently still under investigation over possibly being with a 16-year-old girl, um, which in the UK is legal. Oh, wait, that's right. I did hear about in that. Hey, yep. it's legal, but it's still one of those things where the consensual, blah, 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 blah. So he's no longer working for Ring of Honor. <laughs> so um, that happened Oops. literally in the last like 48 hours. They kind of dumped that out during Raw on Monday. <laughs> like That popped up at everybody's feet in the middle of Raw. So, <laughs> <laughs> Dad, any thoughts? Uh, let's put it this way. Uh, he kind of, no pun intended, screwed himself uh, because he was doing things for Ring of Honor and going in the right direction. And then you did this and you kind of screwed the, the situation on you taking storylines and everything further. Uh, good luck in your future endeavors, mm-hmm. whatever that is. Uh, and is Delirious now back to being a booker? He's been since the, he's been since the new TV thing started. Since we started the Pure Championship tournament, and I gotta give credit where it's due. Ring of Honor TV has been great ever since <laughs> back the pandemic. It has been great. We were you didn't hear this last year when we were doing the wrestling room and everything. We were me and Dad spent hours complaining on how bad Ring of Honor TV was. Oh, I remember. Now the show is so good. The show is so good now. Whoop whoop. Yeah, that's over. It's weird. It's so weird. He was such a big star right before AEW, and now nobody wants to touch him right now. So thank you. And you can't blame him. No, I can't. I can't. Um, moving on. Not there's something good happened. Big E, Christmas night in front of one of the biggest audiences in WWE. Christmas night. Well, on Christmas night for us. Christmas night for us. <laughs> uh, but I'll give credit words to That was a fantastic episode of SmackDown on Christmas night. Fantastic episode. Um, but he won the Intercontinental Championship against Sami Zayn. I'm very happy for Big E. I hope this means big things for him in 2021. Um, Sal, go ahead. Yeah, um, I, I mean, the writings were on the wall. We kind of all figured that it was going to happen eventually, not, not necessarily that night. Um, I, I, I'm glad. I'm glad that he won. I'm glad that he's champion. And I'm glad that he's finally being recognized again because, you know, it's it's hard when you're a part of a faction or a tag team or whatever. And, you know, you don't want to be that guy that stands out and then leaves the other two behind. And, you know, the whole draft thing gave him that opportunity to break away and and be his own star and not have to rely on the trio to be a star. And it shows that, you know, he can do it alone. And, you know, so can Kofi. And he's obviously done it as WWE champion, which, you know, I wish would happen again. And, um, you know, even Xavier can, can be a breakout star on his own if, if booked the right way, I guess you could say. Um, but, you know, uh, together they were strong and separately they can be stronger. And I'm, uh, and I'm glad that they're having the opportunity to do that. That. Uh, I look at it this way. Um, 
It's a belt that Biggie has not had. No, he has. This is the second he has time. Won. He did it the first time back, back when he was hanging out with like right after he broke up with Dolph Ziggler. When got it. All right, Billy, yeah. you're right. Back when, but it's right. been a long time. It's been a long. But time. it's something that he deserves for how long he's been in the company and how he's worked. And when the draft split happened, you know, there was a reason for it. No one knew it or no one knew what it was going to be. And this is the result of that. And congratulations to Big E. And I want him to retain the championship as long as he can. And I think with the right type of matches, he's going to hang on to that belt for a while. I agree. Maybe till WrestleMania. I'm going to give a little plug here to um, a torch show. Um, I, I, people say, I've been a torch if you're a wrestling fan and you haven't. Um, friend of the show, um, Kelly Wells. Him and another, oh, I should say, friend of the show, Kelly Wells and Tom Stalp. They do a show called NXT Eight Years Back. And um, they, they're they literally at the show, next week's show, where Big E beats Seth Rollins for the NXT Championship. That is their next show. So <laughs> they're at that point of the timeline. So it's so really, that was eight years ago, right now. And now here we are. They're finally giving Big E a singles push. So <laughs> if you look at his entrance, right, and how things are, he's kind of back to the entrance, except he's not doing the five count yet. Which I miss. I'm not going to lie. I like that. I miss it on a five count. Um, so I got to bring this up because the thing that happened. So Ross sucked this week. I'm just going to bullshit. Ross sucked this week. It was it, they, Legend Night was terrible. It was not good. It, and I was watching in a bad mood as it was. I forgot about that. You were in a terrible mood. I was in a really Monday. shitty mood Monday. I can't even tell you why. I was in a really shitty mood on Monday. So we're watching Raw. I'm in a bad mood as it is. Uh, but then we get to the main event, and Drew and Keith Lee was fantastic. And I, I still want to know how, they, how they're moving after that Spanish play up the top rope. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic match. Drew's doing his thing. And all of a sudden, <sighs> Goldberg music hits. And he comes out. And for some reason, he challenges, he, he, he makes claims that Drew doesn't like the legend, which is the biggest bullshit I've ever heard. <laughs> and then he goes and says that he wants to shout out the title at the Royal Rumble. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Why? What the fuck? Sal? Take it, please. Um, he, he comes out, he makes this outrageous claim, which I don't understand because there was no indication of that at all. Mm-hmm. And, okay, uh, I don't understand why he needs to come out every, like, eight to, eight to 16 months <laughs> and just ask for a title shot. And then win because it seems like he wins every single time. Why are we doing? Why are we doing this? Why is it necessary? I mean, I can tell you why. Suck, I, but why? I, I can tell you why. Go ahead. And here's the thing, right? Goldberg will win the title. Why? No. Listen, no. listen. Hear, hear me out. But then Miz is going to cash in his money in the bank, and Miz is going to take the title from Goldberg, which is going to set up a Miz. Drew match for the title. Okay. I okay. <laughs> um what? <laughs> I, I can't even I don't know what to say. I don't even know what to say to that. Um, think about it. 
the only the only thing I will excuse this for is because it is the Royal Rumble, and you don't need a massive main event title match right now. If Drew does not, oh, yeah, you have the Rumble. Rumble. <laughs> if if Drew does not beat Goldberg. <laughs> What the fuck is going on? <laughs> if Drew loses to Goldberg, the Goldberg, that's gonna set him back before he got his push. Like, come on! This well, reminds me of when Kevin Owens was champion, and they put the belt on Goldberg to set up Goldberg Lesnar. It's so stupid. Okay, here's when when Goldberg came out and he made Modulated. the challenge to Drew. Okay, basically, I think the the reason behind that is he thought that Drew didn't respect the legends at that point in time when they had their never career. Never said but God. So he's going to basically show Drew respect the hard way. At least that's the way he's thinking. So stupid. But what he doesn't no realize... There's no indication that... Oh, what he doesn't realize is Drew is not an easy mark. My problem here is... Based on, we always joke about real life, real world. Based on storyline, based on storyline, Drew got help from legends that he respected to beat Randy Orton. Where in the storyline, <laughs> real world, in the story world, has Drew ever disrespected legends? Like, well, here, and, and here's, he was flexing with a porn star right? backstage just before Goldberg came out. Yes! A racist porn star. But here's but wait. Here and here and here's the thing, right? During this whole Raw Legends night, Randy Horton was all legends and hey, remember when I did the RKO? Remember when I kicked and punted you and all this? And he was trying to get a rise out of all of them. Can and we he didn't accomplish that? Can we make that the name of the show? A racist porn star backstage. <laughs> Flexing with a racist porn star backstage. That's what flexing with a racist porn star backstage. That's the name of our episode. I'm calling it now. I second it. I'm writing it down, Jen. Continue that, Jen. So you gotta have a reason for Miz to cash in his money in the bank. So cashing in on Drew! Why is he not cashing in already? Like because, Again, because right he's now, once already. Because, yeah, and here's the thing. I don't think he should have got it back. Because... Oh, that was bullshit. Because here's the thing. Miz okayed John to do what he did. So, there's your, there's your, you know, sus, you know, conspiracy theory right there. But, yeah, I think that Miz wants to cash in on Goldberg, so that way it sets up the Miz-Drew match. For WrestleMania, so Drew can kick Miz's ass. I'm sorry, and I know a lot of people don't want to hear this, but I prefer. And people don't think this push should happen. I'll just take Drew versus Sheamus at this point. <laughs> Drew versus the Miz, or Drew versus Goldberg. Like at least that makes storyline sense. <laughs> Here's what I'm looking at: the Royal Rumble is I'm looking at Sheamus to win it and oh, challenge Drew. I don't see that, but we'll see what happens. Oh, how would you challenge him if Miz had the belt? <laughs> Vince created the storyline. He's got to finish it somehow. By the Vince way, this is an asshole. Before we move on, I just want to throw something out there because I do want to move on. Um, Mick Foley just tweeted, hey, Vince, how about throwing this sorry son of a bitch out of our Hall of Fame at Vic McMahon? <laughs> 
so there you go. <laughs> that just got tweeted out on Twitter. What? Okay. Um, so I just wanted to let you know, this clusterfuck happened on Monday. It was very weird to jump from Raw. That really fucked the episode of Raw over to a ridiculously better show. <laughs> ridiculously better show. Japan Wrestle Kingdom happened this week. It was a two-day event. It's, by the way, you've never lived until this music hit, and you see a whole bunch of Wrestle lip-sticking to this song. <laughs> that doesn't just started both nights. It was so funny. Lip-sticking to that. That was so funny. Um, so, anyway, I'm not going to go through the whole show. It was a two-day event. It was about 13, 14 matches, and um, two startup matches that nobody sorry because they didn't have the rights to air them but um i'm just gonna quickly go through the important stuff from the show first of all kodabushi won the iwgp double championship on night one um against Cynthia naito and they retained it on night two against jay white in the longest match in tokyo dome history 48 minutes and three seconds <sighs> what a crazy two nights emotional watch it was fantastic wrestling um, I'm just going to put results and then I'll ask you results that Gorillas of Destiny, Tamatanga, and Tamaloa, they beat the dangerous techers, Techie and Zack Sabre Jr. to win the IWGP Tag Team Championships. This made GOD's first ever win in the Tokyo Dome and their seventh um, IWGP Championship reign most ever. Hiromu Takahashi beat um, Taiji Ishimori to win the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship um, after winning on night one to get this match. Couple of other quick notes. John Moxley returned via video to tell Ten Kenta he'll be back to defend his title against him. And Jeff Cobb and Shinko Kotaki had an amazing, amazing match for the Never Open Weight Championship. Dad, your thoughts on these matches and anything else that happened here? Congratulations, Koto Ibushi. Uh, what can you say about him as a wrestler? This guy can do, do it all, and he's got great cardio. Great physical. I mean, to do a match with Jay White for 48 minutes, 48 minutes. is outstanding because they get both. I got to give credit to both wrestlers, Jay White also. These guys can go and put on a show and, and match each other move for move. And, you know, you're getting your money's worth when you have that as a main event and you've got all the fans just sitting in their seats wondering what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. New Japan is, is big on Kota Abushi, and they should be. And this guy is a rising star in that organization, and he's going to go places. And my theory is he's going to surpass uh, Tanahashi in, in that uh, area. Really? Okay, I can see that. I can totally see that. Um what was interesting is, like, apparently, this was the first time since 2010 that we had a Tokyo Dome main event that did not involve, involve Okada or Tanahashi. This is the first time. Which, In how long? 
since 2010. Oh my god. <laughs> that those two men were not in the main event. One of them were not in the main event. So <laughs> which is okay. crazy when you think about that. So John Cena you know, much? Yeah. Well, okay, people do call Okada the, the new Japan John Cena. That's not a joke. They do call him that. <laughs> That's not a joke. Well, we can see him. That's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> um so that's that. Um, by the way, Sal, I don't know if you heard this one. G- um, Girls of Destiny, they are now a seven-time tag team champion. That's the most ever in New Japan. <laughs> most champion really? ever. Yeah, so they broke a record. Okay. <laughs> so, overall, it was a great two nights. I, I definitely recommend. It's only 10 bucks. I think it's like 987 right now with the conversion, so it's not that much. Um, it's definitely worth watching. It's definitely worth the two-day event. I still got to finish the dash, um, the New Year's dash. I was in the middle of it. Before we came on, before the world just started to started to go crazy, and then we started recording the show. So I gotta go back and finish the dash before we start before wrestling tonight. I've watched way too much wrestling this week, but I'm still watching more tonight. It's Wednesday, so we're watching more tonight. Uh, <laughs> um, so that's that. Dad, any other thoughts on New Japan before we move on? Yes. Here's the thing. Keep an eye on Jeff Cobb and Will Ospreay. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. action yes, is it- yes. The Empire. The Empire. Yes. Yep. Oh, sorry. Their faction is gonna is gonna do a lot of things that are going to surprise New Japan viewers and fans. They are now, by the way, called the United Empire. That they officially called that. It's Will Ospreay, Jeff Cobb, um, B. Priestley, and the Great Okan. They are now the United Empire. So that was official match. So, um, all right. Well, that being said, we have a second half of the show to get through. So, what to do that? Shall we? Okay. You believe in There once was a referee born in Rockford. He ref such a terrible game. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. We have the heart of a champion. You cannot measure it. You can only feel it. And when everyone says it can't be done, ducks fly again. I see pride. I see power. I see a badass mother who don't take no crap of nobody. Cold. Very cold. The only tough part when it's cold is loading up the bus. Pain heals. Cheeks dig scars. Glory. Last forever. Devils win it, okay! I think you're going to want to hear this. All right. Um... So I, I figured today would be a good little catch-up because next week we have so much wrestling to talk about on next week's show. Um, first of all, the NCAA, they announced that March Madness will be happening this year. It got canceled last year because it was literally like two days after this all started. Um, but it will take place in full in, in the state of Indiana. All games will happen in Indiana, including 67 games in Indianapolis. Um, this is unreal. They apparently they um are going to be at the stadium that the Colts play. They're they they're setting up like multiple courts at the stadium. Oh, that's fun! To do multiple games at one time, like like being a, it's like going to CJ soccer game than having our game going on. And you know, side of the field, there's another game going on, like, <laughs> like curling where there's like six lanes. Yeah, it's the field that they're doing. It's like Olympics. It's like the Olympics. So I thought this is a pretty cool story. Like I, it's good. I I'm happy Mark Madness is happening for the students alone. 
because they were so disappointed they get they get to play last year. So I'm happy they're doing it. So that any thoughts? Hey, I'm for it. I mean, if if it's gonna be in a safe environment, why not? It'll be bubbled. It'll be bubbled, and apparently. There, there is apparently a um, sky system in in the Indiana. I actually knew about this because we were there a couple of years ago. That they're going to use for the students to go back and forth to the buildings and the hotels, so they don't interact with anybody on the street. Which makes sense mm. for the bubble purpose. So I there like you that. Go. I like that idea a lot, actually. So, um, hockey stuff. There's a lot of hockey stuff. First of all, well, before we get to the NHL, the AHL announced that they're returning <laughs> on February fifth. Um, and they, they did the Why are they so ass backwards? Okay, we'll, we'll get to the divisional realignment. It's like, I, that doesn't have a red sheet, so we don't know what we're talking about yet. Um, but before we get to that, um, I'm wearing my Milwaukee Admirals shirt for the show today because the Admirals have ba- opted out of the season. The Admirals, the Charlotte Checkers, and the Springfield Thunderbirds, they've elected not to play this season because they're not going to have fans. So that's sad. Um, the um, Bington Devils, they're moving to Newark. <laughs> for the season, the yep. uh, Ontario Rain, they're moving to El San and, and San Diego, California. The Province Bruins are moving to um, Marlboro, um, Massachusetts, and the San Diego Gulls are moving to Irvine, California. Um, and by the way, we did not realize until now Ontario is also in Canada and in California. We were not aware of this <laughs> until this happened. <laughs> um, they're playing in five divisions. There's only three teams in the Atlantic. None of this makes any sense. Sound no. Thoughts? <laughs> okay. Wait. Okay. First of all, why do we have five divisions? Like, why is that necessary? I don't know. Why couldn't they combine a couple of these? I don't well, second of all, why do we have only three teams in one division, and then you have four, and then you have one that has like eight? Like, why is it so uneven? Because there's a lot and, of in California. And that's and, true. And you, a lot of in California. <laughs> And, and and you have this Atlantic division that literally has three teams. Literally has three teams yeah. that you can easily realign to others. I, I don't I don't understand why like Hartford, Province, Bridgeport, Binghamton, and Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania are not all in the same division. Like why are they not all in the same division? I don't yeah, at least at least move the baby doubles to the Atlantic at that point and, and, and make it, it somewhat. Penguin. They're all in the same area. Like why are they not together in one division? Wait a <laughs> is the NHL taking like ideas from Vince? Well, the like, AHL. This is the AHL. The AHL. Well, AHL. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. I mean, the NHL. We'll get to. There's nothing to talk about the NHL. We'll get there in a minute. But the AHL. So that's happening. Um, it's not like I was going to watch any Admirals game this season because. The only problem, I, as Mandy asked me, would you have actually watched them if they aired them on TV? The problem is they don't air live games. Right. So there's You're no right. point. There's no point. But the, the Spectrum Sports Channel basically shows them the next day. Yeah, that's a problem. It's a problem. Can I, can I yeah. use that whole we are the North thing since now we're in the North division for this, <laughs> uh, for this season? Because so I, I kind of want to get on that bandwagon. You're on the North then. Okay. <laughs> you are the North. All right. the North. Let's move on to the NHL. The NHL is returning to play on the 13th. This is happening. We're doing this. January 13th. We are playing hockey. 56-game season in divisions. There are four divisions. Um, 
even divisions, may I add? <laughs> I think it's only like the North, the Canadian divisions off by one because, well, there's only so many Canadian teams. There's not much you can do about it. And that. there's an odd number of teams in the league. Exactly. It makes sense. So um, the divisions are also being sponsored by um, sponsored by outside sources for the first time ever. So we have the Honda West Division, the, um, the, what is this, the Sochi North Division, the Discover Central Division, and the Mass, Mass Mutual East Division. <laughs> and this caused Sal to get into a fight with trolls on it in Facebook. <laughs> People are so stupid. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Sal. <laughs> I, uh, so I think 2021 is the year where I just don't give a shit anymore. Really? I because I, I, I'm just I'm so done with these trolls. I'm so done with these idiotic people who think that their views and opinions are facts, and their views and opinions are the only ones that matter. And there's these people online that are furious with 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 Commissioner Bettman and and the NHL about slapping these names on the division and, and putting a stupid sticker on a helmet that no one's going to see on TV unless there's a close-up shot because, you know, and, and I was on my, and I, and I had a comment on somebody's thing because I just, I had enough. I was, I was reading enough and the stupidity was getting to me. And I said, listen, I'm like, you have to realize the league is losing hundreds of millions because of this pandemic, because of the no crowds, because of the no fans and, and everything else. They have mm-hmm. to supplement that income somehow. And if mm-hmm. this is a temporary solution, I'm okay with that. Blake, you said you're okay with that. The majority of us are okay with that. If this means that this is going to keep the league going at the rate that it's been going and we're getting without hockey. losing... We're getting hockey back. Right. <laughs> and we're not losing too much money. And then they're like, ooh, they got plenty of money in the bank. And I'm like, well, listen. Do they really? Do they really? If you, if you have $100,000 in your, in your savings account and you lose your job, are you just going to sit home and just bank off your $100,000? No. You're oh. going to go out. You're going to find a, a dishwashing job at some fucking restaurant to make a little bit of money so exactly. that you can keep your reserve. Agreed. So Agreed. what's the big deal? Like, it's this is not a permanent thing. This right. is not something that's implemented forever, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and this, somebody did say, oh, um, well, they're going to see the cash flow from this and they're going to keep this after the pandemic's over. And I'm like, no. Hopefully not. I, no, you know, you never know. But let's not worry about that right now. Let's worry about getting through a full pandemic season because last year it was cut short and we really didn't have mm-hmm. to deal with it except for the playoffs. Right. And this isn't a bubble. This is not a bubble. I had mm-hmm. We had a bubble for the playoffs. We don't have that. And I, 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 we're talking as Devils fans here. We have not seen a game that matters since March. We haven't seen a game that matters since March. Like. Come on, Ugh. Dad. Outsiders, what do you think? I think you know, having hockey back somewhat, not totally, but it's back. It, it is is basically going to not only help the players and the coaches and the organizations because you know you, you gotta play, you gotta keep the players in shape, you gotta get paid, and the thing is if these companies are sponsoring these different leagues. That is a plus. And, you know, you get your product out there. And that's the way to do it. It's kind of like advertising in a sense. And, yeah, you know, this is this is good for NHL. And the rest of these people that say, well, you know, 
this is a tribute. Here's the thing. Tell you what, if you can do it better, put on the pads, put on the skates, and see what you can do. And until then, shut the hell up. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's move on. One last thing. This past week was the World Juniors. And um, I don't miss the World Juniors for anything. I love it. Watch it every year. Sal, unfortunately, can't watch it because for some reason his cable system doesn't have NHL Network, which I don't understand. <laughs> um, but <laughs> to add to the week, this week, in this week alone, I have watched Wrestle Kingdom and multiple international hockey games based out of Edmonton. Like, <laughs> multiple games. With commentators in Secaucus, New Jersey. I know. Which, <laughs> I want to know. Monday, 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 Tuesday morning, Tuesday morning, on my phone, I'm watching Abushi versus Jay White. And on the TV, I'm watching this third period of USA versus Finland at the same time. <laughs> this is what my Tuesday morning was before I went to work. <laughs> this is what I was doing. But anyway, International Traveler. Uh, Tuesday night was the gold medal. Oh, actually, the freaking gold medal game. The bronze medal game. Finland beat Russia 4 1. Finland got a medal. Very cool. Happened to them. But then the nighttime game, USA, Canada, Canada, undefeated, had, not, had only let in four goals the entire run. All goals on the pirate plane, no less. So they had not let an even strong goal in. They had never trailed. <laughs> but then. Team USA stepped up, scored the first, scored immediately in the second, and held on to the lead for the first ever shutout for the Team USA in a gold medal game. And this happened. Once again, USA Hockey wins the World Junior Championship. Red, white, blue, and gold. So... Very exciting. I, I, this was so, I'm so happy because there's so many people saying, Team USA can't beat Canada. Team USA will never win the gold. Canada is a freaking all-star team, what they are. But guess what? They, basically, they were not in the same They were not in the same groups. So they did not get to play each other. And here we are. Sal, you watched the game as well. Your thoughts? Yeah, it was um, – I mean, I by the time I actually was able to, you know, get in and everything, it was – pretty much the end of the second. Uh, so they had scored their goals already. So I had missed watching it live. But uh, it was it was a very well-played game. Um, you know, recording a shutout against Team Canada is not easy. And uh, you made a comment about the goaltender for Team USA. And he did a phenomenal job. I oh, mean, yeah. I, he was really oh. spot on. He, he was your player of the game for that game. That mm-hmm. was amazing. Um, so another great tournament for the international international hockey. I love this tournament every year. If you're not watching the World Juniors, I suggest you do if you can. Every year it comes out around Christmas time, <laughs> the last week of January into last week of December into January. If you have a cable company that's not Optimum, yes, yeah, so Spectrum users, you have it. Um, yeah, it's a great tournament. I look forward to it every year. For some reason, Dad, I'm biting a shirt. I don't know why. <laughs> no, my uh, my cross got caught on. So, sure. I do suggest it to everybody because you will see the future stars in the NHL, in the World Juniors. So, it, it is guaranteed because most of them are already drafted and for those who aren't, will be. All right. One last thing to get to while the president is speaking behind us. I'm oh, sorry. And by president, I mean Biden, not Trump. 
Thank you for the clarification. Okay, where 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 was I when they changed this format? This so okay, so this is the first season um, of the new NFL playoffs. I'm mean, still talking about it. The NFL format. This came at the end of last season. They had a um, contract not this past season, the year before. There was a CBA agreement, and this was part of the CBA agreement. This and they're going to be chopping preseason games and all this kind of stuff. This is pre-pandemic. There was a big CBA thing, so that's where this came from where they now have only one um, buy for each conference. And we now have six wild card, six games on wild card weekend, super wild card weekend, <laughs> as I was always putting it. Two nights! Oh, it's always been two days, but now we have six games instead of four. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so you're only guaranteed if you win the, if you win the conference. And then from there, it's like you, you, there's a chance. Right. It, it, Green Bay and Kansas City are the only ones that are in the divisional round waiting. They're kind of hanging out. They're waiting for everybody else to get done. <laughs> watching films. Or, or just watching the games at home like everybody else. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, it's I, interesting. I like this idea. I'm not going to lie. I do like it. It's um, different. Yes. And unfortunately, the Giants aren't here. Damn, damn Philadelphia for <laughs> playing a third string quarter, a third string quarterback in the fourth quarter on Monday on Sunday night football and pissing off the announcers, which, <laughs> which is one of the weirdest things I've ever seen happen. But um, fuck Philly. Uh, I think we, we can agree on that one, Sal. Fuck Philly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's get on with this. We're throwing the fly. fly. Let's go over to the NFC, the Washington Football Team. Yay! On the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're my Tom pick. Brady and Tom Brady. So sorry, go Washington program. <laughs> um, Washington is my pick to win it all because I would love to see Washington Football Team immortalized forever in the record books. <laughs> oh yeah! So uh, I, I, I uh, don't see Washington beating Tampa, honestly, but it would be a hell of an upset. But t- Brady does have problems in the playoff of the NFC East. I mean, the only team that seemed to beat him were the Giants and the Eagles. So it would only be fitting if the NFC East beat, team beat him in the playoffs. It would Inter- be interesting stat. Interesting stat. Um, the Bucks have not made the playoffs in how long? And they did their first year with him. Yes. And the Patriots have not made the playoffs in how long? And their first year without him. So what does that, that say? That says a lot. <laughs> that says a lot about Brady. Um, so, Dad, um, Washington football team, Tampa. <laughs> you know, I got to go with Washington. Uh, Yay! Because <laughs> I personally, you know, Tampa is a good football team, but, you know. You no, they're not. No, no, no. Washington is the football team. Okay. Here's the thing. <laughs> football okay. club. Football club. Here's the <laughs> thing with Tampa. Here's the thing with Tampa. You got two Eagle Maniacs on the team, Kronk and Brady. And I don't think that Brady can walk into the like stadium because his head's so like fucking big. 
Bronk and Brady are like best friends. Like, <laughs> to be honest here. Bronk is a former 24-7 champion. Terry, you beat me to it. I was about to say that. You beat me to it. <laughs> Although, this game is He wore his former. By the way, here's the funniest part about this. Despite the fact that Washington won a 7-9 and nine or whatever the hell they are, this is a home game for Washington. Wow! Because they're divisional. Oh, they Washington! They won the NFC East. NFC <laughs> East. <laughs> what the hell is going on over there? Well, if the Giants won the NFC East, the game would have been at MetLife. How? <laughs> because they won the NFC East. They were like two and seven at one point. They were they were one and eight at one point. <laughs> terrible season. You know, it got to the point where before this last game of the season. In order to figure out who had what in, in, in a playoff spot and wild card is like doing calculus. Well, I, I don't mind that kind of stuff. On one of those, what do you call the thing where you slide the things to do? Oh, your, I was talking about Abigail? Slide rule? Abigail? <laughs> <A> slide rule? <laughs> <laughs> what All do right. you call that thing? I think, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think it's Abacus. Yeah, it's, it's called yeah, a slide yeah. rule. There you go. Okay, Seattle and the LA Chargers still sound weird. Um, who's winning South? Um, uh, Seattle. I'll go Seattle. Dad. Seattle. New Orleans Saints. Chicago Bears. I'm not rooting for the Bears. So Saints. Uh, Chicago. Who? Uh, I just because I love saying Da Bears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair enough, Dad. Saints. So uh, I'm picking the team against the Bears. The Saints. The Saints. Yes, the Saints. Saints. Um, Drew Brees is going to do it. Oh, jeez. Old man. Um, Baltimore Ravens taking on the Tennessee Tennessee Titans. I I, I don't really care here. So I'm going to go Baltimore. Um, Dad, go ahead. I'm going to go Baltimore also. Sal? It's probably going to be Baltimore, but I would like to see uh, Tennessee win. That would be kind of interesting, but I think Baltimore – What's more interesting is this next matchup, which is Pittsburgh, who was undefeated at one time this season, and how they fell from grace and didn't even win, did not even win their division. I will never know. Um, but um, they're here and they're facing off against the Cleveland Browns, who are in the playoffs. Woo! Browns are in the playoffs. I don't know how this happened. Hey, how long? Here. How long has it been with their franchise before they got into the playoffs? At least a decade. At least a decade. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. I gotta root for Cleveland in this game. I have to. You got Cleveland's gotta pull this off, Sal. Um, I've become a big Browns fan because of my former boss. He's obsessed with the Browns, and it started out as a joke, and now I'm just like all about them. And Baker Mania is running wild, and this is a rematch of last week, and they're gonna beat them again. Oh, Woo! Baker Mania. Dad, are you with us? I got to go with the Browns and, and Baker Mania, and, and here's my reason why. These guys have worked hard to get what they've got, and I think, I could be wrong, but I think Big Ben needs a little fixing and repairing because, you know, time, Father Time is getting to him, and I don't think it's going to be kind, and here's the thing. Old Ben. You know, you know I see you did there. You, and you, you know this, Blake, is our pastor, Pastor Mark, is a big – you know, Pittsburgh fan, and I just can't wait to basically say, hey, you know what? The G for Green Bay stands for good and God, and there you go. I, I love Pastor Mark, but it, I, it makes me want to root for Cleveland more. 
Like, <laughs> I really do. Just to see his reaction. Just to see his reaction. <laughs> Finally, smite you all. That's what he's going to do. Buffalo Bills, Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I guess I'll go to Colts. Uh, actually, no. I'm going to Buffalo because the fans deserve this. <laughs> the fans deserve this one. Sal? Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I, It's nice to see Buffalo – an actual viable team that can actually do something. So I would like to see them move on as well. I mean, it, it, it's something that we haven't seen in a while is Buffalo and, and, and the Browns and other teams like that in the playoffs this year. That's very interesting. You know what I just realized? Because they do, they, they, re, they, re, they re, um, organize the brackets based on like positioning. So the Chiefs would play the Browns in the second round. Ooh. <laughs> I just realized that. Ooh. It would be one versus, It would be cheats for. The brackets are like this. The brackets real. Like the NHL, they realign it so that it's one versus six. So it would be like cheats versus the Browns in the second round. Oh. So it would be Mahomes. Oh. The battle, the that would be the battle. Of the, I just thought the battle of the quarterback. I just realized that. That would be oh. so interesting. Baker Mayfield versus Pat Mahomes. In the oh. second round. <laughs> I just thought it you're, you're talking about a, a chess game between two great quarterbacks. Yeah, that just clicked to me that, that that could happen. Oh, my God. Especially if Buffalo wins. That's exactly what would happen. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> so, uh, Daddy, was this a Buffalo, by the way? Oh, definitely a Buffalo. I want to see that matchup. I really do. Oh, my God. I just, that just clicked as I'm sitting here looking at the brackets. That that matchup could happen in the second round if Buffalo wins and Cleveland wins. Holy shit. I just realized that. All right. I think that's it. We're done here. Let's go finish watching the world burn. Um, let's get out of here. This is um, Good Friends by Chris Brown. Or Chris Brown, sorry. Chris Young and Kane Brown. Chris Brown, no way. <laughs> no, Chris Young and Kane Brown. So that's what we're closing the show with. Um, let's get out of here, Sal. Go. Uh, for more information on uh, this 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 shit show, including <laughs> where you can listen, uh, lack of a better term, uh, go to our beautiful website, theblakeandsalshow.com, our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages, and comments, and leave a rating and review, and we will read it on the show. And Blake, yeah. I believe there might be a new uh, rating. I will look at it and review. We'll read it next week. We'll read it next on week. iTunes, I believe. I'll look at it and we'll look we'll read it next week. We are part of the Wisconsin Podcast Association. For more information, go to WisconsinPodcast.com. Now, now, I love when we have shows like this because you don't know where it's going to go, and I love shows like this. Dad, say your thing. Hey, as always, it's been your pleasure. And please, if you have a local independent wrestling organization where you live, please patronize people, buy their merchandise, and you can see safely at a match what these young men and women can do and they're trying to come up in the world of sports entertainment professional wrestling and they will amaze you what they can do and they do it for the fans and hopefully for the glory so please patronize these people safely buy the merchandise go to their show safely and have a great time and once again it's been your pleasure and um, if you if you're good at send us an invitation for an independent wrestling show, don't then immediately put up a picture of a bunch of people in the crowd not wearing masks who are not going to attend that show. Um, <laughs> just throwing it out there. Um, next week we will talk about how NXT New Year's Evil and both nights of AEW New York Smash went. We'll see how that all goes. And also Impact Wrestling Hard to Kill is on our docket <laughs> next week. And the NFL Divisional Realm. We got a lot of stuff going on next week. So. But hopefully, I got, I got breaking news. What? Negative one beat Adam Cole. <laughs> <laughs>
Yes, negative one did meet Adam Cole to defend his title on New Year's Eve. That there happened. you go. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. I'm Blake. I'm Sal. I'm Mark. And you've been listening to the Blake and Sal Show. Have a good day, everybody, and be safe out there. Hey, we love you guys. Be safe. And See come ya. back and listen to us and then watch us real soon. Okay, yeah. Going back to that statement, like, seriously, like, there was no, there has been no indication of that whatsoever. So, I don't understand where the hell that statement came from. Uh, am I still here? Uh, what the fuck is going on? What the hell happened? That's share screening. Is, is why, 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 what? 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 What is going on? What is it? Is that a chair? What is that? <laughs> Doing? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> We're so confused. Can you take it? Pretty okay. Yay. Oh, yay. Hey. What the fuck's happening? <laughs> Oh, sorry. We're we're very confused. <laughs> okay, just, I mean, this show just came to a screeching halt. <laughs> People listening. It's supposed to be hell? yay, but the my mouse is a little. I, uh... I need to explain to everyone listening what the hell just happened. So, can you can you isolate that and make that the preview for Instagram? I, I will because Sal is talking, and all of a sudden, Dad hit the share screen on his end. I didn't even know we could do that. I thought I had it set where no one else could do but me. Apparently, I have to do that from now on. <laughs> because I mean, you want to talk about screeching halts. I mean, I don't even know what I was going to say. I, I apologize. I, mean... I apologize. You're ranting about Goldberg. Oh, my God. I think you just found our blooper for this week's show. Like, what the fuck did that <laughs> Well, anyway, so, (laughs) so, this is my jam. (laughs) Hang on. I got something to share with you guys. Oh, no. He's just screaming again. Hang on. While he does that, I'm going to play Chris Young and Kanye Brown. What the hell? Wait, wait, hang on, hang on. It still says yay. I don't make it out of that. I'm gonna start the song again in a minute. Go ahead, uh, 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 do what you gotta do. He's typing something. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start the song again in a second. I don't know what's happening. He's in another room. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, I'm not finished yet. Not finished. Ready? Here we go. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's very exciting. <laughs>
that's that's a lot of excitement. Oh, I love back. the cues. I love the cues. <laughs> that was a part of that. <laughs> All right. On that wonderful note, I'm gonna press the song again because uh, the, the bluebirds are just gonna be us reacting to Dad's share screens. That's pretty much what the show's gonna. <laughs> Hey, you have material for the year end show already. Or for the blooper wheel at the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's do this for real. Thank you so very much. Goodbye. And good night. Bye.